Hi, Joanna. Hi, Clea. Welcome to Best Friend Energy, you guys. We are best friends. We're business partners. And in case you haven't noticed, we have a bunch of stories that we like to share with you. So we might be professional organizers, but our lives are quite chaotic. And we want you to join us each week as we laugh with each other, old friends, new friends, and of course, you. So welcome to the show. How are you doing today, Joanna? I'm good. I was going to say, sometimes we laugh at each other too. I know. I We actually, I think, laugh at each other more than with each other. That's Actually, right. maybe 50-50. It's, it's both. I would say both. It's 50-50. So what's on the show this week? What's on the show today? All right. We have guest Danny Pellegrino, who I'm so excited. Very excited to talk to. Yes. Love Danny. We have our low bar lifestyle Collins. We're going to introduce a new segment called Pop Culture Minute with Joanna because we're trying to get her up to speed. As long as I don't have to give the pop culture. Oh, I don't think anyone expects that. <laughs> it would only be a 30 second. Yeah, then it wouldn't even it be a minute. It wouldn't even be a minute. Okay. And of course, for our subscribers, we have BFE Unpacked, where we do a deep dive into a crazy antic. So Clea, what's been going on this week? Um, well, let me give you an update on the naughtiest dog in America. Okay. His name is Indy Shearer. Yes, he is. Um, you guys, I don't know what to do. Indy, I was told once he's kind of out of his puppy stage, he was going <laughs> to stop doing things like eating my husband's glasses. No. But no, John's on his third pair. No, it's his actual brand. It's wild. It's his personal brand is still being a bad puppy. He is. It's like, when is this going to, when's this phase going to be over? We have tried training him. And by the way, when he's with his trainer, exemplary. <laughs> His behavior, it's unbelievable. If you have food in your hand and you want to get him to sit, shake your hand, go down, anything, he will do it. Anything else, though, he is just, he jumps on the dining room table and eats my succulents. What <laughs> What is going on with that? It's there really... are a thousand toys scattered across. You can attest to oh, this. Oh, it's true. I mean, my house is no different. But I, yeah, Indy, Indy is a piece. He is a real piece but of work. So cute. Okay, so this week in uh, this week's episode of Naughtiest Dog in America, of Indie Adventures, he Adventures with Indy, ate a box of Sudafed, an entire box of Sudafed. Uh, I have so many questions. So we come home and it had fallen out of my suitcase. Okay. Or uh, no, it would definitely did not fall out of my suitcase. You know, Indy got in there. No, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. He definitely got in there. Hundred percent. It wasn't zipped, so you one thousand percent know that this dog was in there, That's right. rummaging around looking for the stuff. And of course, we rushed him to the vet to get his stomach pumped, and the vet said there's actually no Sudafed in his stomach. So he just like ripped it all up, <laughs> and now there's Sudafed scattered around my house, which means we now have to get, he gave us a chore. We have to get on our hands and knees underneath our bed, looking for little red dots so of Sudafed. It was a family scavenger hunt. It was a family scavenger hunt for Sudafed. So now Indy not only got himself to an emergency vet appointment, right. but he didn't actually eat the Sudafed. So now we have to make sure he doesn't eat the Sudafed. So now we have to go find all the Sudafed. Oh my gosh. He gave you so many chores. He gave me a lot of homework and I just, I, I don't, I don't know what to do with He's him. He's just so cute. Can someone please call in and, and tell me what to do? What to do. Because I need some, I need some advice. <laughs> okay, let's get to some of our low bar lifestyle call-ins. In case you guys have not been with us forever, our low bar lifestyle is really the credo that we live by. If you keep the bar low enough, you can certainly jump over it. Absolutely. It gives you an immediate win in your day. Yes. All right. So now we have Chelsea from New York. She called in. Let's see what her low bar lifestyle moment was this week. Hi, Clea and Joanna. I'm a huge fan of the show, and I've got a great low-bar lifestyle moment for you. So my apartment has been such a mess lately, and I don't have a dishwasher, so I've been stacking up dishes in my sink for, like, over a week, and I haven't made my bed in over a week, and haven't done laundry in over a week, and I was supposed to go to see Don't Worry Darling, 
on Sunday with my friends and I was really excited because of all the drama. And instead I decided, you know what, I'm gonna stay home and clean up and get my life together today. And I did, and that was my low bar lifestyle moment. Now my dishes are done, my laundry's done and my bed is made with fresh sheets and it feels great. I think that's a high bar. I was going to say that too. I'm like, okay, (laughs) you did three different huge unsurmountable chores in one day. Right. And she missed something to do that. She did. She actually missed what I think is a pop culture moment that I'm going to need to talk to you about. All right. Um, But yes, she missed Don't Worry Darling to actually take care of household chores, which is a lot. But Chelsea, I just want to offer up this small piece of advice. If you do them in small chunks, it the low bar feels a lot easier because the bar gets a lot higher once you've, you know, left things undone and dishes in the sink. All of a sudden, for me, if I had a week's worth of dishes in the sink, I'd probably just move. Like I wouldn't (laughs) be able to actually get through that amount. So I applaud your ability to do that. Um, But I think smaller chunks daily, for me, that, that lower bar like, I think making your bed first thing in the morning, now I've accomplished, like, if I do nothing else. That's how I feel. That's, it's done. That's why I do it in the yeah. morning. Because if I do nothing else, I did something. We did something. You can cross that off your list. And if I do nothing else that whole day, I make it before I get into bed. If for some reason I'm too lazy in yes. the morning or I, too busy, I make it before I get into bed. Joanna and I have this weird thing, and we both do this. If for some reason the bed has not been made, I will, I don't care if it's 5 p.m., I will make the bed. Same. So that I can get into a made bed. It, nothing's better. Getting, I'm trying in, to getting teach- into a rumpled bed, oh, the worst. Uh, yes. Remember, you can get in touch by visiting bestfriendenergypod.com and submitting your low bar lifestyle moment to our BFE support line. Joanna, question. Yes. Is there anything more fun than hanging out with us on the Best Friend Energy Podcast every week? Um, how about hanging out with us on the Best Friend Energy Podcast twice a week? Exactly. We couldn't possibly contain our Best Friend Energy to just one episode. As you know, we kind of like to talk a lot. So if once a week with us isn't enough for you, guess what? There's more. Join us on Best Friend Energy Unpacked for additional episodes every week as we dive even deeper into our favorite stories, unfiltered tangents, and all the things we just can't stop talking about. Most importantly, though, we want to hear from you. Visit bestfriendenergypod.com to submit your low bar lifestyle moments, organizing questions, or anything else on your mind. Subscribers to Best Friend Energy Unpacked not only get these special episodes every week, but you'll get all your Best Friend Energy episodes completely ad-free. Ready to keep that best friend energy going? Start your free trial to Best Friend Energy Unpacked by visiting Best Friend Energy on Apple Podcasts and hitting Try Free at the top of the page. Or visit bestfriendenergypod.com to get access wherever you get your podcasts. We cannot wait for you to join us. See you there. Okay, so today on the pod, we have Danny Pellegrino. Are you just calling it the pod now? Isn't that what people call it? I think that's what kids call it. Not the podcast? No, I believe it's called Pods. Oh, okay. I have to really wrap my head around this one. <laughs> Can't we just say podcast? That's not, I don't think that's what people say. Can I say it? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think we have to sound a little bit more in the know. On the pod. Okay, today, today, just period. <laughs> All right. So, Danny, I first became aware of our next guest when the first season of our show came out. Do you remember when Danny started live Instagram storying? I do. It was hilarious. Um, we had a bunch of story reshares at the time because our show had just launched. It was September of 2020. Oh, boy. Which, if you remember September of 2020. I do. It was a wild. Everyone remembers it. It was a wild time. Well, I think everyone does, but we remember it specifically because the first season of our show debuted. And it was, it just 
everything changed. The floodgates somehow opened. Yes. But the funniest thing to me was that Danny was making fun of us. All of our team walks around with with our shirts on that have T-H-E for the home edit. And he, since he had never heard of us before, he's like, do these girls know they're just walking around with a shirt that says the? I know. And it's such an accurate observation. It is really funny because for us, it's the home edit. Right. But he's like, I don't understand these shirts that say the. It's fair. It is. It is fair. And I was just crying laughing this whole time. He also was an early spotter of Sumner's star power. Oh, I. It, he really was. Our our first employee, Sumner, our beloved Sumner. Um, Danny fell in love with her just like everyone else, but he was an early adopter. Um, so Danny also is the host of his own podcast called Everything Iconic, which I love. Um, he is an expert in everything pop culture. He's just so funny. He's so like hilarious. me, he's an expert in pop he's, culture. He's literally <laughs> Joanna, I think. When I think of Danny Pellegrino, I think of Joanna. Um, and he covers everything from the housewives to Harry Styles. He's really just the best and we could not be more thrilled to have him here. TikTok is so enjoyable. It just is pure joy. Did you see the butter the butterboard. Yes. Butter I even know about the butterboard. Yes. Okay. The butterboard. Right. But how do we feel about it? Okay, so here's my it? feeling. At first, I got really excited for Joanna because she's vegan but eats butter. So I was like, this is for you. You don't need cheese boards. You have you could do a butterboard. Right. But then I really started thinking about it. Imagine the audacity of showing up to someone's house, which is with a giant plate of soft butter. Okay, we need to welcome Danny. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. We've we've already gone off the rails. Yeah. Okay. All I right. want everyone to meet our newest best friend, Danny Pellegrino. We already have such best friend energy with you, I know. Danny. We already do. We I knew oh, we would. I know. I knew we would. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we are, couldn't be more thrilled. We are such, such big fans of yours. Yes. And we are so happy to be able to talk to you kind of in person. Thank you. I know. I've I've wanted to meet you both. Hopefully one of these days we'll get to hang in person and maybe I'll bring a butterboard. But I feel strongly <laughs> about the butterboard trend as well because I feel like it's gross to to be all sharing the butterboard. And I just recently started keeping my butter out because I know that was something that I just wasn't raised on. We right. always kept the butter in the refrigerator. 100%. And so I keep butter in the fridge. I like to have soft butter though for bread and people had told me you can leave it out on the counter I think, for two weeks or something and so I started doing that it's been a game changer a life changer but it's still I have a little hesitation with we it. have both of us have severe anxieties about all kinds of things but foodborne illness is it's up there yeah I, really th- I would say we have equal anxiety about foodborne illness I rather have cold butter than a foodborne <laughs> illness so I have to weigh that in my head you know so I butterboard for me. it makes a big difference. So I, I know. And my mother-in-law leaves it out. And I do have to admit, when we're at her house, I'm like, wow, this butter spreads nicely. So is it just like a hope and a prayer that you don't get E. coli? I just, I, I, I have to, it's a measured risk. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. In all honesty, we need to know everything about you. <laughs> but I'll just start with this. How, how did you get your start on all of these different verticals? I know you're a pop culture like icon in the space. You've been doing it since what, 2017? Yeah, the end of 2017, I started a podcast. And and so that just came. I was doing a stand-up and sketch and stuff around town. I live in Los Angeles and it wasn't going great, you know, and a friend had told me that you can uh, start a podcast and basically do it from your house. And that was appealing of like being able to perform the way that I would have done stand-up or sketch comedy and being able to do it from a bedroom or whatever. And so I started it and it just snowballed from there. I wasn't expecting it. I was a ghostwriter before that. So I was writing other people's books. 
so I, I was always a writer. And then the success of the podcast sort of snowballed into me writing a book and and then having these amazing guests on my show. And and I, it's not what I expected, but it's been an amazing ride. And then I hadn't even thought that I would ever have performed live again. Around that time, I was like, okay, I'm never getting on a stage again. And then through the success of the podcast, I've started doing live shows and stuff like that, which, so it's, it's been a weird roller coaster, but it's been so fun. And I'm a pop culture junkie. So getting to talk to some of the people I've been able to have on my show has just been thrilling. And yeah. Who do you think, like, what has been the most exciting? Like what guest just made you pinch yourself? Okay. Well, Rosie O'Donnell's talk show was really big Mm -hmm. for me in the 90s. Like, it was my North Star. I mean, the way that she loved pop culture Mm -hmm. was so infectious to me. So getting to talk to her about her talk show was really big. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt, I had her poster in my room. I'm gay now. (laughs) Spoiler alert. We opened talking about butterboards. I'm gay. We do do love Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's great. I had uh, the movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer poster in my wall. And then I had her on the show and she came to my house because I was recording for my apartment pre-pandemic. And that was wild. And then finally, the last one was Miss Piggy. I talked to Miss Piggy last Halloween, like the, the real Miss Piggy. And it was... I've, I've never been that happy in my whole life. Starstruck, right? I mean, it, it, yeah, Miss Piggy is an icon. Absolutely. Even in between, because it was over Zoom for that one, but even before the recording and in between, you know how we have all these moments where we're figuring out tech and all that stuff. It was like you were, I was still talking to Miss Piggy. Like it, I wasn't talking to a person. It was like the, they were in character the entire time. It was amazing. It kind of reminds me, Joanne and I visited the Schitt's Creek set. Mm. I am such a big uh, Catherine O'Hara fan and Moira Rose fan. And she came off the set and Dan introduced us to Catherine, but she was in full Moira, like Beetlejuice outfit. And she wasn't doing Moira's voice, but she, I mean, she- She came off the set. And the whole time I'm like, I, I was hovering somewhere over my body. Like yeah. I couldn't believe I was talking because it wasn't like talking to Catherine. I was talking to Moira Rose. And I was like, this is just yeah. a moment for me that I'm going to take with me forever. Well, and we were just worried, both of us, when I say we, I mean, both of us were worried that Clea was going to get weird. I was going to get weird. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I well, think it I did happens. Okay. Yeah, I know. She kind of got weird. Well, when you meet someone that you're, you know, like a Miss Piggy or some yeah. someone that you're just like, wow, what a star. Yeah. What a, the star power here. No, I understand. I mean, we've both gotten weird before. Yeah. Catherine O'Hara too. I mean, so brilliant. I could talk about her performance in Home Alone, which I think is completely Ooh. underrated performance. I it's like one of the most memorable agree. parts of the movie. So, so good. I mean, in all the Christopher Guest movies, Oh, I, all the Christopher oh, Guest gosh. movies, Christopher Waiting Guess, for Guffman is like one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Oh, oh all of them. I'm, they're so good. I'm obsessed with all of them. Joanna and I once ran into uh, Eugene and his daughter, Sarah, at a restaurant in the Palisades. And we had met Eugene once before at Dan's house, but not that he would ever remember no, us. No, of course you know? not. So Joanna just went right up to the table. We were filming our show at the time and she goes, do you, um, hi, 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 everyone. Hey, Eugene, do you have any uh, acting advice for us? Because we're in the, I was like, Joanna, get, please. I was like, there's no contact. I was like, this is so, we had just come from a whole day of filming and I was so tired and I don't understand how anyone does this for all the time for a living. And I just needed to understand some tips. <laughs> Thank goodness Sarah recognized yeah. us. But yeah. Eugene was like, security? Like it was definitely, <laughs> definitely weird. You're like, give me some improv, some monologue Anything. advice. But wait, I have to interrupt this conversation yeah. to say that one of the things that made me love the home edit so much, the TV show, of course, on Netflix, and I binged it all in like one day or something oh. like that. But I remember you were all in Reese's, uh, I don't remember where it was, but she had the costumes yeah, and everything. from Legally Blonde. Like from Legally Blonde. And I'm like, that 
is crazy. Like the idea of like getting to look at a costume of this movie that oh. of course is in the public consciousness. That, yes. I mean, you, you never, I don't think most people will ever not stop and watch Legally Blonde. It's like, you have to stop. You have, you have to. It's, it's one, it's one of those costumes. movies that you just, ha- if it's on, I'm sitting down. No, I know. And touching all of the stuff. I mean, we were very nervous. We were wearing gloves, I believe. Sure. We were, uh, so, we were so nervous. So nervous to, to do anything wrong. Reese is like, did you try on the slippers? I was like, no. <laughs> we, we actually did. But but we, we told her no at first. We yeah, Our yeah. instinct was to lie because we were so, it, yeah. it was just nerve wracking. Everything, seeing Ugh. the wardrobe come to life and seeing Elle Woods come to oh life. Oh my gosh. You know? Fabulous. It's just, it's one of those movies. I know nerd for that. One of yeah. your favorite movies ever is Father of the Bride. Ugh, one of our gosh. favorite movies Ugh. ever. I know. What What's your favorite I mean, scene? What, like what? Can, can there's you even so name many. One? Oh my God. I, there's so many. I was just talking to a friend about the kitchen because I love, obviously, Nancy Myers, who is brilliant. She she uh, co-wrote and co-direct. I, she co-wrote that movie mm-hmm. and her husband directed it at the time. But uh, everyone talks about her kitchens and everything like that. And I, growing up, was obsessed with like the pans over the kitchen totally. island. Yes. And I remember thinking... Like, oh, I just want to have enough money and my own house to have pans over the kitchen. And now I look at it differently. I'm like, that seems sort of like a nightmare because you have to keep the pans 100%. so perfect. It's such a feel-good movie. And it's also so fun. I mean, Franck, like, is anyone better? No one, no one's better. No, no. It's it's the it's it's a movie that has everything. It's so funny. It has so much heart. It has the best decor. At that time, pots over an island were a thing, and it was uh, something to aspire to. I think we can all agree. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. Now it seems completely impractical, and like, who would want a pot just dangling over your head, right? Um, especially right. in California where there are earthquakes. I, mean, I have questions, <laughs> but it is just the best movie of all time. And I think one yeah. of the things I love so much about following you on Instagram um, and for anyone listening, you could please follow Danny. Yeah, definitely. Danny Pellegrino. Thank you, thank um, you. But uh, the one thing I love so much is how you're able to take all these nostalgic movies and shows from like the things that we grew up watching and consuming and you're able to take it out and put it perfectly in this current pop culture world, which is just brilliant. Well, I am a nostalgia junkie. And I think particularly over the past handful of years, I think there's been so much turmoil and everything mm-hmm. that I started to really just embrace the the love of, of that and the love of pop culture from the era that I grew up in or that we grew mm-hmm. up in. And I think it's really important. And particularly, I think as we're all so divided and social media has segregated us all into our little bubbles and stuff like that. I always say pop culture is really the great unifier because if I don't have something to talk to someone about, usually I can mention Father of the Bride and we can have a conversation about it. Or my mother, who sometimes we don't get to see each other that much, but we could talk on the phone. And recently she was telling me about the way we were. And I finally watched, I hadn't watched it uh, ever, but she always talked about loving the way we were. And that was her favorite, that is her favorite movie. And so I finally watched it. And then we got to have this like most beautiful conversation about Hubble and, and the music and Barbara and all of that. And I, it really like cemented that idea of like this pop culture is the unifier. And if there's nothing else to talk about, we could connect on a movie or a TV show Mm -hmm. or something. And I think more than ever, we need to find those touchstones that we share and, and, and find some common ground. Even like the housewives. So Joanna's only touchstone in pop culture (laughs) happens to be the housewives. So you two are are good on that. I'm trying to pull Joanna more into the pop culture sphere. Here's her 
her reason, I think Father of the Bride might be the last movie you saw. No, it was Hidden Figures with you. Okay, <laughs> Hidden, Hidden Figures years ago. And she's like, this is why I don't watch movies. I get too emotionally invested. She was hysterically crying the entire time. Yes. And she's like, I'm never watching another movie I'm again. Exhausted. And I'm she exhausted because I feel so deeply for the characters. She does get very hey, Joanna, what are what's your sign? What's your I'm sign? I'm a Leo, but everyone no thinks sense. that I was born, that my mom lied because we they think, don't think I'm a Leo. We think yeah. your mom forgot her birthday. Like that she was just like, I don't know, August 20th. So I, Joanna's not a Leo and she's actually a triple Leo, which is even crazier. This is someone who like is totally fine with wet hair, yeah. like no makeup, yes. purple sports bra, totally. doesn't care. Yep. She's not a Leo. I don't know. Leo. I don't know. I don't identify with my sign either. I'm an Aquarius. Wait, what are you? I'm an okay. Aquarius and I'm definitely a Virgo. So I don't understand. What are you, Danny? I'm a Libra and I act like I know so much about astrology, but I'm Same. newly getting into it and like trying to learn about it because I have some friends who are like obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I'm like, this is uh, hokey and hocus stupid. Pocus. It's and, a little hocus pocus. And now I'm going, I started looking into it and now I'm going around. I'm like, well, I'm a Libra. What are you? And I'm like asking <laughs> friends. It, it is but funny. I'm a Libra and I, I am a Libra. Like I am balanced. I want everyone to just like each other and get along and I don't like turmoil. So how do you watch The Housewives? Yeah, if you don't like turmoil. Okay. But The Housewives really calms me down. And I don't know what it is because I also really love The View, which yeah. is just women arguing mm -hmm. on the show about politics. And I love Housewives. Most of my podcast actually is about Housewives. But I find it calming. Like when I know there – and I think there's some psychological thing that I need to talk to a professional about. But <laughs> I think there's some psychological thing of like all of the drama is happening in that hour, I sit down to watch TV. And so I don't want it. I it, I get it all out of my system yeah, or something. I, I, I do get right? that. I totally do get that. What do you watch, Joanna? What's, um, what's right now I'm watching Beverly Hills. Um, okay. And, yeah. you know, I I think on some level they really all love each other and they're in this they're in this world together. And maybe I'm just an optimist. But even when they fight, yeah, I'm wrong. like, they're going <laughs> to. No, but I do believe that they're like, we are experiencing this all together. I don't know. You probably have far more insight than I do. Then I'm just how, a, then how come they fight so I, much? Because they fight, but then they're all like, they get it though. No, I've watched enough to know at the reunion, they're like, she should get kicked off. Like I've I I've know, seen that. I don't think they like each other. I, I, at the end of the day, I think they really do want to. I think there's some sort of big little lies-esque deal sure. that they have with each other. Oftentimes, uh, New York, they've been off the yeah. air for a couple yes. of years now, the New York Housewives. But fans always used to joke that it was like big little lies. Like they would, they hate each other, they fight, but then they get over it and ultimately they'd help each other bury the body because that's the kind of energy yes. they have. And so I, that's right. I think a lot of the casts are like that where they despise each other. And when they're done filming, they won't talk to each right. other and, and they will talk crap about each other to other people. But I think there is sort of that bond there of like, but we'll help each other bury the body. That's right. I watched The Housewives religiously for years. And then when we started our business, I was like too exhausted to also watch somebody else's exhaustion. I was like, this is enough for me. The The most I can get to with uh, is Top Chef the, uh, in the Bravo world. Ugh. Oh, I love, I love Top, Top Chef. So good. Can, Top Chef is so good. Okay. So good. Very randomly, you know, I'm, I'm almost at the end of my cancer treatment. The show, I tried watching The Housewives for like distraction TV. And again, it stressed me out too much. So like one day I just, I was feeling really sick and I was like, I'm just going to watch Top Chef. I watched it for 13 hours, 13 hours. And now it's become like, I'm like, on, I'm back. I'm like season 11 no, or something. So you know, I'm good. like rewatching. It's, it's wonderful TV it's so on good. every level. Yeah. It it's really so is. It's wholesome. 
during the pandemic, I went back and my boyfriend and I watched a bunch of old seasons of Top Chef and I yes. became obsessed with Gail and Padma yes. and Tom. And, uh, that's where I'm at right and, now. I love them yeah. all. I know. I feel like they're my there's, friends. Oh, yeah. me too. There's some sort of escapism too. I think with, with any of these Bravo shows we're talking about, I think there's an escapism that you don't get when you're watching something because you, you almost feel so disconnected from the things that are happening, whether it's Top Chef or Housewives. I feel like there's a... a wall in between and and they make you feel better about your own life. And so oftentimes if somebody tells me to watch some new drama that's on the air, I, I feel like I'm similar to you, Joanna, where I get so affected and it, I, I get sad if I'm watching something sad. But uh, with Bravo, I don't have that kind of yeah, em empathy right. connection. Yeah. And there's a wall up and a sheen. And so I'm able to take it in in a different way. Let me ask you this. When you were watching our show, you um, went on a campaign to free Sumner. Um, so yeah, free Sumner. How how did you I feel watching Sumner. our show? We all love oh, Sumner. Oh, Sumner's the best. Well, it was just, I I like that peaceful, relaxing TV. And also I felt like it was inspiring. I just moved into a new house and I feel like I watched the second season when we were prepping for the move or mm -hmm. when we were in the midst of the move. And so it was so helpful to me because I looked around at my stuff and I'm like, I need to organize all of this stuff, which when you move, I don't know when the last time the two of you moved, but oh, it's oh, like you realize you have all this junk. It's so stressful. I think, what do they say? Divorce, money, and yeah. moving are the most yeah. stressful things in life. And so I found it not only very entertaining, but also very helpful in the move because I was like, oh, I need to get rid of all this. I know. Well, tell us about your new house. I know. Let's talk how, about your how house. Are you, how are you okay. and your boyfriend managing? Moving stressful. We are managing. We're yeah. in a big fight right now because I just, I'm obsessed with tablescaping. Ooh. And I did my Halloween tablescape. And I got this like mesh sort of black tablecloth that is supposed to look like a spider web or something. And I, in the center of it, I got this black flame candle, which is a hocus pocus mm -hmm. thing, but I don't know where I got it. It's sort of like a chalky exterior. And I lit the black flame candle in the middle of the table to show off on Instagram. And then it somehow melted into our brand new dining room <gasps> table that we, we waited eight months for this no, table because no. you know, every furniture every is forever. Every furniture backlogged. Backlog oh. forever. And so it finally came the week that it came was when this happened. Oh. And we did, I did everything to try to get out like the goo gone, the everything. Mm -hmm. And there's just like the, there's a stain in the middle. Luckily it's oh. in the dead center of the table, but it was brand new. So oh. we're in an argument about that. Could it possibly be a patina? Is yes, it something that could patina I mean. over time or is it just? Well, no, it's not. No. It's, um, okay. But I think I, I was, somebody told me that you can call up where you got, which I think it was Pottery Barn or Restoration, one of those places. They have a repair. And I think you can call them yes. in like a repair or something. So, okay, okay. so I've, I, I did this. this. So Restoration Hardware, they have um, like a repair specialist where like if it's under a certain mm. amount of time, they will send you a repair kit. Here's the thing. Let me just tell you what the repair kit consists of. <laughs> it's like three markers. Okay. okay like that, it is a Sharpie. It is a glorified <laughs> Sharpie. So I was like, oh, in my mind, I'm picturing like a man in a in a white lab coat, like coming to like fix my table. <laughs> it is it is not that. So if you're expecting that, I just want you to set your expectations. <laughs> just order yourself a Sharpie. You might okay. be someone who okay. has tablecloths now. You might be a tablecloth yeah, it's person. Just, and we can cover it with a thing, but it's, yeah, it's, you don't just bring back the Sanderson sisters when you light no. a black flame candle. You also have to worry about it melting into your brand new table. So it just it's, a cautionary tale. But, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you're into tablescapes now, right? This just spurred why you can continue this journey for yourself. 
and we don't have kids and people keep telling me when we have kids because we do want them eventually but people keep saying you won't like tablescaping when you have kids because we're able I'm able to decorate the whole table and just keep it perfect right yeah but you have kids. Like, am I going to have to, do I have to worry about that? Not at all. My kids know the rules. Okay. They, they're they renters, you know? I mean, like, they're they're allowed to stay in the house. They're occupants, but they don't, like, That's true. set the rules. Right. They're, they have their rooms. Every single thing in my house downstairs belongs to me. Even upstairs in my daughter's Even room. Even upstairs. Joanna told uh, her daughter that the art in her room stays with the house, not the occupant. So she doesn't Smart. get to keep anything. No. When she moves out to college, those uh, those framed scarves yeah. are going to, That's to right. Joanna's part of the house. They go to the occupant. I People all also said to me, I'll be less organized. I'll be less like neurotic. I'll you know not be as type A once I had kids. I got more so. So you know what I did? I started a business. So I think that you will have a tablescaping career if it's gone anything in you know our trajectory. So I think I hope so. Lean in. It, and if I have to choose between a tablescape and a kid, like I'm gonna choose the tablescape. Yeah, I think because 100%. I, it's, it's like meditative to me. Like when it's we're changing season and I get to just kind of change up whatever decor I have on there and go to Do Home Goods, love. pick it all out. It's like that's meditative. It's your fun. your kids will respect you and what you love because they know again that there's the door. So like so wait. So before we let yeah, anyone okay. go, now yeah. that we're all friends. Yeah, no best friends. Best, yeah. friends. best friends. Best friends. And we're gonna be friends uh, IRL in LA. Yes we are. So um so we just have a few questions that we we feel like in order to really know someone we need to know the answers to these. So first question right now and maybe it's Halloween. What what are you just like currently obsessed with? What what should we know that we should be obsessed with too? Oh gosh, I'm I'm already pre-obsessed. This your listeners are gonna hate me, but I'm pre-obsessed with the holidays. Like even oh. I'm already post I'm post Halloween. I'm even into though, Christmas. Oh, Clea's into Christmas yeah, like, after <laughs> Christmas and then all the way through the next year. Do you know, I I started calling my Christmas tree a daylight savings tree because it goes up the first week of November. <laughs> I remember November. that. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not kidding you. It stays until February, March. Yeah. There are no rules. I'm with you. Right. I'm right there with you. You keep it up as long as you need to, mm-hmm. especially during these dark times. If yep. it makes you happy, it brings you joy. Then you leave that Christmas tree up until March if you have to. I it doesn't matter. I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. So that wasn't yeah. a current I'm, obsession. So, That's just an obsession. It's an obsession, That's an obsession. But I feel like it's, cur- it's, it's current. It's current because I'm, I'm like living in that space at the moment. It's Perfect. percolating. It's October, which means and, we're ready for Christmas. And my parents, I think, are coming for Thanksgiving. So I'm like sort of in the Thanksgiving thought mode of like, okay, how am I decorating? How am I going to do the porch? Yeah. It's yeah, our I first understand. house. We've never had a house before. So, so I'm, in, I'm in that sort of exciting of like, where am I going to put these pumpkins? So oh, we got hay the other. You got hay. <laughs> we got barrels of hay. We got the the hay, and then we put that by the porch, and it was like the best day of my whole life. Oh, the best day of your whole I life. I totally get it. Nothing's more fun than decorating a porch, no, especially when you get a porch. You know, I mean, yes, it's, it's not a given that you get a porch. So to be able to decorate right. it is pretty exciting. It, it really is. Okay, this one's important. What is a huge no for you? Well, we talked about uh, TV. I hate when people say they like, I hate when people act above watching TV. Okay. Like, that bugs me a lot. Yeah. Bugs me so much. And I also hate, I also hate when people uh, act proud of the fact that they don't read books. Like mm. that bugs me. Do you know what I'm talking crazy about? Crazy phenomenon. I went to college in New York City, an art school in New York City. Do you know how many people were like, I don't own a TV? And I'm like, I bet you stream things on your laptop though, don't you? <laughs> you know? Right. And it's like the weird pride thing. And it's like, don't be proud that you don't watch TV. Like, 
you should watch TV. Also, what do you, you can do learn that? things. You can learn a lot on <laughs> yeah, TV. You can, you can learn. You could watch crazy. the home edit and it makes you want to organize. <laughs> or, literally, though, it's just like shutting off an entire entertainment portal is a wild notion. And you get the feeling that they're doing it just to prove a point, which is, What's you know, it's a, it's a pretty deep eye roll for me. So I'm I'm with you on that. I'm 100% with you. Yeah, I hate it. Okay, what Joanne and I love to laugh until we cry. It's our favorite hobby. It's our yeah, favorite pastime. Truly. So what was the last thing that made you laugh truly until you cried? Uh, my mom has this really infectious laugh and she likes to sort of rile up my dad and she gets in these giggly moods where when he has a temper tantrum, this is just the first thing that's mm -hmm. coming to mind is like the last holiday season, my dad went to go get the ham for Christmas Eve and he like went to this, he like went to the <laughs> She sent him to the store. She's like, I ordered the ham, just go pick it up. But he went to the store that was like an hour away, like didn't realize there was one close to them <laughs> oh, or whatever. Gosh. And then they didn't have one and they were just fighting. And my mom was just like laughing at him about it. Like he was getting so mad. You know, he gets like Donald Duck. Right. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it makes Donald it really Duck. eases the situation when she starts laughing. It makes it so much yeah. more worse. But then I love being in the presence of it. And my mom, she can she gets giggly and it's sort of like the church giggles where she can't control herself and she she'll be trying to get out a sentence or something, but she can't even get out the words. And my dad's fuming and it's like my favorite thing in the world. There's no better feeling than that laughter where you you know you shouldn't be laughing. Oh, it's, it's the, the best it's feeling. The best. In the world. Joanna and I have it happen all the time, particularly when we're filming, and it's always funny at the beginning for people. But then the showrunner, the makeup artist, everyone's like, not excited. Everyone's like, Joanna, could you stop crying your makeup off? Every time I laugh, I cry. If I'm really laughing, I cry. And so they have to keep redoing the makeup, and then it stops the whole. And everyone laughs along with us until they're like can you please shut up? No, until like, time is money. Until time is money <laughs> and we're losing light. And it's like, we need to, we need to stop. You got to take them when you can though, because it's important to it laugh like that. And it also, doesn't happen often. It doesn't. You need to take the opportunity and it's my only ab workout. So if I can't laugh a little bit and right. get those stomach muscles going, That's right. it's, they're, That's, it's they're, all we've got. They're right? dead in the water. All right. Well, Danny, right. this was such a pleasure. Danny, thank you, thank you for so coming on. much for doing this. It was all my pleasure. All right. Everyone follow Danny. At Danny Pellegrino. Yeah. He's amazing. All right. Mwah. Thank you. Very thank funny. You, thank you. Love you both. Love you. Love you. How much do we love Danny? So much. When can we meet him in person? I mean, that was really, really fun. So in the spirit of how much we love Danny, yeah. I think you need to sign up for some pop culture homework. Okay. You mean separate from the housewives? I, yes, I think we need that to counts, expand. Though. We need to expand beyond the housewives. Okay. I actually was going to ask him. I feel like I need to call him back. Um, but since you both love Father of the Bride so mm -hmm. much, there are no two more lovable figures in the world than Steve Martin and Martin Short. And the very first thing you should do is watch Only Murders in the Building. Okay. All right. That'll be my homework. I think you would love it. If you can get past the, the murder in the building, the murder in the building, Everything else Can is I just skip the first delightful. Episode? No, because you need to understand the plot. But it's not, it's not like my mother loved it. It's okay. not stressful because there's this, uh, the, I mean, it's all kind of tongue in cheek. And yes, there, there's a real murder. And, <laughs> and that, that one piece is like, you know, slightly gory. But beyond the actual murder, I feel like it's like a delightful show. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And I think you could get behind it. I mean, there is the the comedy buddy duo of our time yeah. is Steve Martin and Martin Short. I know. From Father of the Bride all the way to now. I mean, they are the best. I, I could watch them. Time. I could watch them all day.
all right, so that's a deal. We'll we'll check back yeah. next week. Maybe. Oh, we can... I don't know about next week. I didn't. I didn't know there's a timestamp on this. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Just watch three episodes. Okay, but that stresses me out that I have oh, like. Oh a... my god. <laughs> that, what do you think homework is? Homework is stressful. Okay. Think but, of all but the I conversations. Can't promise. You know, I, I take promises really seriously. <laughs> oh my god. This reminds me of um, my daughter. Do I you know. remember for Valentine's Day? She was. so so stressed out because the only cards available said like, will you be my best friend forever? And she was like, I will not, I will not hand these out. I cannot promise I will be someone's best friend forever. I have never understood something more. Stella Stella was like, uh, she couldn't fall asleep. She was so stressed. I understand that. Yeah. A promise is a promise. A promise is a promise. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll we'll circle back and see how far you made it. All right. Fine. All right. Well, join us on Best Friend Energy Unpacked, where we dig into some stories we didn't get to in this episode. And join us next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with new episodes. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on socials at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Our producer is Ben Odo. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Our executive producers at Hello Sunshine and The Home Edit are Lauren Lagarde and and us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies. And you and I both know once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training, but from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.